Hello and welcome to episode three of The Paper Crane, a podcast from Codes in the Clouds and a misspent youth productions. We are Codes in the Clouds and my name is Jack. I'm Steve. I'm Joe. And I'm Kieran. And this week we spoke to Lowe's Alan Sparhawk, featuring a very brief off-mic cameo from Mimi Parker giving us the full set of band members. And this was the debut of your man behind the kit. Right. Once, I mean, right, once again, because like, we, we introduce ourselves every week, but we only say our names. So, like, last week you were, like, J-Madge, but no one knows your name is Jack Major. <laughs> um, yes. I don't, like, it's safe to assume probably not many people know that you're the drummer. I know, I'm, this is At my this way point. of introducing myself. Gradually, over the whole kind of first season, <laughs> people are going to pick up little bits of information about me from every episode. So Jack Major plays the drum. Do you know, I really enjoyed this interview with Alan. I think he gave us some great insights. I mean, I've been a fan of Lowe for, well, since my since my formative years. So it was a big deal chatting to him. And then I got, I did get very excited uh, at the very end of the podcast when uh, Mimi sort of jumps in. I didn't realise she was off camera. I didn't realise she was there. And so I was like, oh, we got we got the full band. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. I think for context, I suppose like uh, like Lowe to me. Like talking to them was probably uh, Kit when uh, Kieran spoke to Stuart from Mogwai. Like, because that, that they were Mogwai were definitely one of your formative bands, weren't they, Kieran? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's some sweet insight from Kieran there. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> calm down, man. Calm down, man. So he asked for a yes or no question. Kieran like... is quite clearly. Well, one, I think his mind's blown from all the Beatles he's listened to this week. Oh, wow. But yeah. we'll come, we'll come to that, that later. He does that sound jaded. Not to give away <laughs> the result of the first round of this game. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a jaded young man. Um, now, Kieran, I'd, Jack and I have spoke to Lowe for a good, a good 90 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh but everything they said, it was, it was just conjecture. We need some facts, some cold, hard, low facts. Are you able to provide those? Low facts? <laughs> it's the silence now as well, before it's, it. It's a, nice, it's a nice long gap, and he doesn't answer in the affirmative or the negative. Married couple Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker formed Low in Duluth, Minnesota in 1993 alongside founder bassist John Nichols. Lowe's music has been tied in with many genres including dream pop, post-rock and indie, but they are most notably known as the inventors of the sub-genre slowcore. Lowe have had a rotation of bassists since forming, the latest of which leaving the band in 2020, meaning Lowe worked on their latest record as a two-piece. Their latest record, Hey What, is out now and has been described by The Guardian as a magnificent redefinition of rock music. Oof, what a review. And Codes in the Clouds, give it two thumbs up, five stars, and a bloody great big pat on the back. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Ten popcorns from me. <laughs> Low are back on tour in 2020, including dates in the UK at the end of April. Yeah, I can't wait to see them again. Have you guys listened to their record yet? Yeah, it's incredible. Everything they do is incredible. You know that. I don't need to convert you. I don't, need, I don't need to convert any of you guys. No, you don't need to convert me. Uh, however, you needed some absolute converting. Just We'll discuss it properly at the end of the episode, but how, how are you feeling about the Beatles now? How did you feel about the playlist? I listened to it once. Oh, you all stink. The, all the way I... through? From start to finish. Okay, we want highlights and lowlights. I enjoyed some. I enjoyed. I enjoyed some of it. <laughs> Oh, I'll explain it at the end. Yeah, look, we'll, di- we'll deep dive this later. Look, I have a funny feeling that this feature is basically going to be you listen to that playlist over and over until you like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be it. Because we even had... Because uh, even Hazel Wild, last week's guest, even she submitted a few tracks for you. Oh, no, you... of course. Which is why... I, this is the only reason I listened to it. Otherwise, I would, have lied, a... I would have lied to your face. But You're such a prick. <laughs> Right. Well, look, it was it was great chatting with uh, Alan from Low. It was genuine. It was just such a pleasure uh, spending an hour or so with him. In this wide-ranging chat, we discuss uh, Low's latest record, the process of uh, covering songs, uh, what it's like losing a parent, and loads more. Uh, we'll be back at the end of the show to see how Kieran actually feels about the Beatles. Enjoy the show.
been, man? How's uh, how's lockdown been? Uh, it's been all right. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is 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 telling is telling is talking about what how lockdown went going to be cool or is it, is it going to quickly? Oh man, uh, cool? it's, we, we, as I say, we like to stay um, relevant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's stay. Topics. Yeah. Let's stay. Podcast, yeah. Two, lockdown. That's right. Let's two not. That's two thousand nineteen. This shit. Um, <laughs> what we, let's see. What do we got? We got. Uh, no. Let's see. COVID. Yeah. You know. Uh, it was all right at first because we were kind of like. We were off, it, you know, we'd finished up in December when, you know, kind of January, February started, like, oh, and then kind of shut down. But we were, we were fine for, we didn't really have much booked even for that year yet to cancel. Right. And we did kind of plan to take the spring and all that off and kind of record, you know, write and start recording. So, so that was fine. But then, you know, here and there, one, let's see, somebody, I don't know. We didn't do too bad. Somebody in the family got COVID, but then it, it kind of we kind of kept it isolated and everything was cool. No, no biggies. Uh, I don't know. My mom died. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dude. Uh, oh no, no, it's it's cool. No, I mean it. Not well, you know, it's not cool. I mean, how cool could it be? But uh, but it's it's uh, no, it, it was it was coming. It was kind of a bummer that uh, COVID kind of made an already complicated and you know even more cold and stuff but yeah dementia she had, she had dementia it was getting mm. pretty bad when covid started and they they just shut you know they shut the nursing homes down pretty quick and you know yeah. limited limited like through the window and masks kind of waving stuff which she's just like who you know it, and it just by the time we were you know by the time they kind of lightened up a little bit and you'd go get in she she just didn't really know what's going on and stuff and mm -hmm. she actually got covid but then oh, wow. but then it was but it was just kind of a couple days of fever but then a month or two later she died so so i don't know i mean i don't know you, you wouldn't necessarily like attribute it to covid but but uh you know mm -hmm. you never know it might have it might have hurried something along that was already mm -hmm. An ugly process to be to be honest and uh but so yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's did you get to well. spend did you get to spend much time of there like towards the end just a little bit you know yeah, yeah you know sit there and sit by the bed and hold hands and yeah you know my sister my sister lived here my sister lives here too so we were able to kind of just yeah spend a little time not nah, never sure. enough no yeah, sure but uh but yeah you know it's not a thing i had lo i'd lost my dad a few years ago so it's, it's not mm -hmm. quite as much of a primal shock because you kind of know when you see it coming and you kind of prep yourself a little bit you know so yeah yeah but the first time that yeah first first time something someone that close gets especially a parent it's it definitely is like oh whoa this is oh oh this is how this goes down yeah yeah it's really unex unexpected emotions and and it, it really is it's unexplained yeah. my yeah my dad died when i was like about 10 years ago now and yeah. it's like the only way i mean obviously it's sad and obviously it's, just, sure. you know, it's rubbish yeah, yeah. but like the only way i can really describe it is it's weird i don't yeah. i can't describe it any other way it's just absolutely all of a sudden they're not yep yep and uh did did you have sort of the unexpected like out of nowhere like emotional releases where you're like hey wait a minute where was this when someone when, yeah. when i was talking about this and sounding like a cold fish the other day you know yeah 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 erratic yeah that was a, absolutely that... yeah i had a I had a lot of friends sort of saying yeah i mean you wouldn't have known anything was wrong but right. you know, i knew something was wrong <laughs> oh yeah and you'd have moments where for sure you were like whoa whoa what yeah yeah, yeah. i that's, that's that's the way it was for me i just i remember the the emotional moments would come out unexpectedly and just kind of like it just would make you realize like whoa there's way yeah. more stuff going on underneath than subconscious interaction and association than you know than you know about your conscious than you i mean you don't consciously Not read what's sure. going on and like the way you know i don't know I just realize like wow wow emotions are a lot you know a lot more powerful than than you think you think you got you think you got a reasonable uh a beat on them but yeah they'll yeah. kick your ass sometimes you know unexpectedly yeah absolutely and it's yeah i found i found it so weird as well because it's it's like um 
well it's almost like when the pandemic started and you're like oh well okay we'll be through this in like three months in like six months I'll be fine. So yeah. you, th- you think well okay i'll grieve for like three months or something i'll be sad and then i'll be fine the truth is you never stop really being sad about it but you just learn right. to just you're you're okay with the sadness being there right well because you're being still being traumatized yeah exactly <laughs> that's what that's what life it's is still it's just going. <laughs> still going and it's it's just stabbing at your subconscious yeah, yeah sure <laughs> and i'm i'm one of those people that you know when i try to feel better i listen to low and that's never going to work so it to work that guy, that guy low is too anxious he's too, he's too anxious trying to trying to explain what's going on i don't trust him <laughs> i don't trust it well i'll be i'll be honest this chat went deep very quickly yeah <laughs> i was not expecting this start <laughs> that's, good. that's all right I mean, yeah i mean I've, I've already told you we're quite new to this so i really don't know how we transition out of this <laughs> oh no it's good. Hey, we're, we're doing it right now look at so it let's, it's uh, it's let's let's have a segue um, yeah what do you got uh, what do you got yeah <laughs> well i've i've heard uh well i've heard i haven't heard the new album yet by the time this episode comes out the new album will be out but i've heard uh, i know you're gonna sound songs. like a you're gonna sound like oh this guy not only talking about all right no I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. really they didn't send, they didn't send you they didn't send you golly man i, I did ask i asked picture. very nicely Oh no! Okay. Oh, wow, that's oh, all right. Well, they maybe maybe they get nervous because I actually heard I heard it leaked actually already. So. Oh really? Oh, yeah, so I could have if I if I had a bit. It wasn't you at least. We know it wasn't you. <laughs> Man, I, if I don't even know how to find a leaked album, I've got no chance of making. This I know. I have, yeah. I have, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose. What do you do? Google it. Yeah. Just, you know. But man, those uh, those new songs are. I mean, f- flipping it. I mean, uh, unexpected. <laughs> Things yeah. like these, that was very unexpected. Yeah, it's, it's abrupt, isn't it? It's sort of like let's 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 be low, but let's make it really loud. But in fact, let's make it let's make it too loud. <laughs> and it, yeah, I just yeah. love yeah. it. Let's get this. Let's let's really find your ceiling here. <laughs> first verse. And then and then and then just tear it off from the second verse. Sorry about that. I know you're gonna. I know you. I know you thought you could trust us so far, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was that one worked out good. Yeah, I I, ha- I didn't realize that it was such a three act play until yeah, it sure. came out, and I think I heard it on the radio. And I'm like, golly, this, that's right. This is like the most blatant three part. Whatever <laughs> 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 you know. Yeah. yeah, no. What's so what like inspired that that sound? Like what inspired that song, for example? Like you know, I think I think I had that right before. I think it was kind of I wrote that kind of as we were finishing up touring in that December, November, December. Right. Um, I and then you know, kind of just playing it as the pandemic was going along. I just think, holy crap, this song is. Are you kidding me? like, all right. All yeah, right, I guess this is, this is I guess this is the anchor for uh, for <laughs> what I'm gonna do here here for the next while. And uh, so yeah, I mean it. it no, it started before, but it, it it definitely for me became kind of like the 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 theme of 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 the descent into to the uh, quarantine pandemic. Um, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. Sorry if you've heard that. I I, I say this a lot, but. I, I'm not an intentional writer. I don't. I don't really sit down and go like, okay, I'm going to write about this or mm, this is yeah. happening, and mm, maybe I'll write my feelings down or something. It, it's more of just a. It's more of a subconscious thing. You're kind of just stirring around, playing. You know, get the guitar and kind of mumbling. Maybe a phrase comes out every once in a while or something, and then you kind of, oh, okay, that's interesting. What would be the next line for that? You know, and it, that's you know, that's how it. You know, I'm sure you guys write. You've probably written or had to figure out something to say to someone someone like okay, wow. <laughs> okay what, what do i need I've you know what are the meat and potatoes what 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 has fell in front of me that is so important that i need to form it into a co- 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 cohesive structure and then present it to mm. someone so that's mm. what happens you kind of you open up the window and you kind of if you're lucky and you work at it a lot you get some fragments and you go okay well yeah i can see that there's something here so i'll uh I'll, I'll try to finish it you know and yeah I think the best a lot of the best stuff I think just kind of comes across or it just comes along unintentionally right it just kind of you just kind of stumble across yes, like absolutely. a sound or something yeah 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 some 
just yeah sometimes just a, some a couple syllables will be just enough to kind of set it off I'm like oh there's a little melody there you know dinosaur act and i'm like what what's that i don't know i'll, I'll change i'll change those lyrics later sure 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 <laughs> scrambled egg yeah <laughs> but uh but no yeah that one yeah 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 songs yeah sometimes it's just kind of yeah you figure it out you know and if you're lucky later on you can kind of look back and go oh maybe that's about that or you know sometimes it's you're trying to finish a song and you're kind of like what is it what is this what is this about <laughs> this thing needs a bridge what what else needs to be said you know? <laughs> and uh so so you kind of hack away at it and, and yeah. until until it feels finished and um but yeah i don't know i wrote it it's literally you know something you just strum on an acoustic guitar and sing sure is, well, it, is that how it started just uh on an acoustic yeah. Yeah, well, electric. I would say that. <laughs> not much of an acoustic, you know. So a lot of, I don't know. Never been a, never been in a, I don't know. No, I'm always playing electric. I don't know why I said that. But, uh, I just, just want to make sure that, I want to make sure the, the vision is clear. The vision is clear. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, playing, my, I was playing my Dan Electro. Uh, yeah, I was playing the Dan Electro. Specifically in that corner. Sparkle Pink. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's the... Uh, yeah yeah like yeah just yeah just strumming you know just strumming through so, chords like so like a cowboy. what about what about the sound of that song specifically because it all oh, right yeah it really does leap out i mean was that was that sort of you know lockdown experimentation or did it have absolutely nothing to do with lockdown just you wanted to make a loud song we're just it's just the experimentation well um bj burton who we've been working with uh for the last few records uh i don't know the way we have kind of evolved with the way we work with him is i don't know i'll we'll have a song you know like okay well sounds like this on acoustic guitar or electric guitar and uh <laughs> you know and maybe even we'll, we will have played it as a band and kind of worked out you know sort of a well maybe the drums could do this maybe the bass is doing this kind of and here's the singing and the harmony and and we'll kind of have that but at this point, we go in the studio. We it's just like okay, let's make some sounds. Try to find something that's interesting. Try to figure out how to structure it. You know, like okay, how fast? Okay, let's okay. The songs this okay. Is this eighty five BPM? Okay, let's get a click going. Let's figure out what we want to do for rhythm, or, or maybe just put a click on there and put you know start piling on some sounds or you know generate some chords with whatever instrument you know. Kind of just experimenting until mm. you know building the song not necessarily going in and going all right let's just try some random noise and see if anything anything's interesting and make a song out of that it's more just like well we have the song well let's just find some song let's find some sounds that will deliver the song that are interesting and that i don't know i mean ultimately you hope that you'll find something a little surprising wow that's, that's that sounds great oh i definitely listen to that all right let's do that yeah. You know, yeah. and you know, and sometimes you met, you know, sometimes you go like, well, that's cool, but it doesn't, it's not really quite doing this. Like, oh, okay, well, what if we turn this up? You know, yeah, you know, a little bit's intuition of just going, yeah, it's not there. Okay, let's keep searching. And then, you know, uh, the guy we work with again, uh, BJ Burton's just a really great engineer, and he's pretty quick with with his tools. And you know, mm -hmm. when we're when we're sort of struggling and stabbing around in the cosmos he's actually you know he's actually like oh i don't i know a plug-in that'll do that you know oh sure yeah you need you need the geeks around you when you're recording for sure album. oh for sure yeah well the great thing about him is he's, he's a geek he's spent the time and he's like and and he's and he's creative and he he's he's he's, mm. he's as interested in in doing something new and interesting as, as we are you know? mm. That's so it's, it's like the writing kind of collaborative for you guys or do you and Nini kind of share like do you guys tend to write certain aspects of certain songs um uh we we'll write most of the time we write alone there'll be oh, okay. you know, like I'll, I'll i'll write a lot of the songs mim will write mim writes songs sometimes we'll work a little bit together you know there'll be every once in a while a song like she'll have something you know, or I'll have, I'll have an idea like, well, I don't know, it's not, I'm not getting anywhere with this and we'll kind of help finish each other's stuff sometimes, but not as, it's not as much as, as you'd think like, oh yeah, those two, they sit around. No, no, <laughs> one of us will come up with something and bring it to the other. 
And usually that's when it's kind of like discussed, like, oh, does he go to them? You know, I'll bring something that I've written and then we'll sing the harmony and I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds awesome. Now, yeah. now I totally mm-hmm. like this song where, you know, it'll be, you know, it's just, to me, that's, you know, it's definitely a, it's a band asset to be able to kind of have, have each other to you know, bounce ideas off of it, but at the same time, sort of be a, have, sure. The, the, the separation Separate. do you guys ever like veto yeah. each other's ideas because we have a thing in our band where it's like if one person has the power to veto something so it's like if you really hate something you can just be like no nah, we're not going there do you guys have that yeah power? i don't know that we've i don't know that we've consciously established that rule but definitely <laughs> like definitely like yeah if we're, if we're doing anything that someone's not cool with then then it's not cool and and you know nine times out of ten you're if you just kind of keep at it, you'll find a way to like, oh, well, it's just this thing you don't like. Okay, well, let's fix this. Okay, you're like, oh, this is great. You know, or okay, yeah. well, let's, okay, well, let's figure out how to work around that and maybe we'll come up with something that's better. Yeah. So sure. it's, 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 yeah, yeah, usually, yeah, nobody wants to, nobody, you know, nobody wants to go on stage every night with, you know, when someone doesn't want to play something and they're not, not, mm. not into what they're doing, you know. No, absolutely. I know you've described uh, you've described yourself as sort of like a minimalist, like in the absence of actually using a genre. But this is one of the questions yeah. that we asked Stuart from Mogwai when we spoke to him. How were you, how were you describing your band when you first started out? When you're sort of navigating yourself through the the '90s scene, which I guess over there would have been like massively grungy. Uh, right. I don't know if Britpop ever made it over there, but oh yeah, sure it did. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> like it did over there but uh um <laughs> that shit's fascinating man i remember living through that just like wow what the hell is going on over here <laughs> crazy man the press and cheap man every time we were over that was so fascinating I'm like wow man what is going on with the yeah nuance the nuance going on in this british scene holy cow anyway oh sorry what was that what was that what was that so about? yeah just like uh would would you would you place yourself in a genre or when you start oh, right. how really are you on. describing yourself your start your sound to people yeah i think we liked to think that we were minimalists you know because it made us sound a little more closely close to hmm. you know neoclassical or something like lamont sure. or you know, brian Eno or something like that now nah, i have a bunch of indie, it's, it's just indie rock you know <laughs> um i don't know at times i guess you know there's a lot about us that's you know that i like I guess indie rock just because it's yeah independent mm. on a small label a lot of diy a lot of piling your crap in a minivan and winging it and sleeping on floors mm. and, and you know making do with with the instruments you had and and making do with the expertise you had which sometimes was was marginal and you know mm. and and kind of just kind of more the spirit of you know it's a little bit of a punk Kind of a bit of a punk, a bit of bit of an yeah. independent uh, whatever. But I don't know. There was I remember early on there was um, there was this term slowcore that that you know slowcore. I yeah, was going yeah. to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the story on that. The we when in Duluth here we played like our first show at this space, the very first show at the space in town. And there was a friend of mine that worked at a record store, and he had seen us, and he's just you know, he's this dude who'd been around, and you know. And, mm gone to school in, in England and he came back with all this stuff and laid a bunch of crazy any stuff on me back in back in the way early 90s and stuff and then anyway I remember him going like oh man I got I, I got it he says I got you know he's like I got the name I got I got, I got the genre for it. you know just just Joe you know he'd already like prepped me I was like oh man what, is, what are we gonna call this stuff man what are you, what are you, what are you doing what are you gonna call it he's like he's like, I got it slow core and I'm like oh Jesus <laughs> so anyway literally like a week later I think I I did one of the first for a few interviews you know they're pretty sparse yeah and one of the first interviews I did I think I I think I jokingly spilled it like, oh yeah, it's a friend of mine called it Slowcore. And I think, you know, this, of course the journalist <laughs> ran with it. And you know how it is, you know, once the one person writes the article, then, you know, there's going to yeah. be, everybody else has, all right, I'm going to do is a little bit of research on this band that I have to interview. And then they're like, well, there's only three articles that are about, about them. So, <laughs> so sure enough, that early thing got perpetuated and kind of spread and, and kind of, kind of went into, you know, you know, people actually took it seriously as a genre and would, 
name other bands that would oh. be in slowcore or whatever. And, like, and I remember, you know, of course, the whole time we're kind of rolling our eyes and like, oh, seriously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think maybe at one point I was like, oh, man. Wish that term would go away, you know, kind of <laughs> joking. Like, Jeez, man, people, come on, get past that, you know. And, and whoever that, of course, then that journal, that article must have gotten referenced. Like, so I've been answering to like, I heard that you don't like that term slowcore. It's like, well, it's hard to hard to come up, hard to hate it when it's my fault that it's out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it must just get to a stage where you just you don't give a shit anymore, right? Who gives a fuck if it's oh, yeah, slow yeah, core? Right? Sure, you know. <laughs> Sure. At first it bothered you, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't, you know, yeah. you know, I remember being like, yeah, people need, I guess people need those just subgenres, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The late 90s, like subgenre sure. was crazy, man. You couldn't even, you couldn't even, couldn't even check out, you, you go to check out metal and you're like, whoa, whoa, hey. Oh, wow. Hey, yeah. hey I didn't, <laughs> wow, well, I didn't, how long have I been away here? I didn't realize they're like, well, <laughs> 12 categories each with 36 different set subcategories yeah yeah no 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 that's they're not that genre these guys hair is only eight inches long right. they can't be that genre <laughs> black doom death yeah black doom death okay there's a new black genre. doom death that's, this is the beginning of black doom death yeah yeah don't quote don't quote me i don't know what i'm talking about it again You've done it again <laughs> Days um, like these, the first Black Doom Death song. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of doom on the there's a lot of doom on the record actually. Yeah, a lot of a lot of. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, like, it's kind of like uh, sub sub doom core. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But do you think do you think like when you guys when you guys were writing your early stuff when you were just starting out, do you think that was kind of like a reaction to what was going on around you in the scene? Like, do you feel like, because it's quite mm. punk in a way, right? It's kind of a punk ethic to kind of say big it's fuck you. Contrary. It's almost like you've done the reverse, but it's always like instead of going even more. Yeah, just... yeah it, was, it was It was. a little bit of a way to kind of be contrary. And, you know, I don't know. I think at that point, I sort of had dawned on me that like, wow, actually the, the bands I really like are the ones who kind of really stepped out and did something really almost disturbingly contrary to what was going on at the time. And and even though they were kind of kind of hated or ignored at first you know event eventually that 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 grew to be actual integrity you know and they, they would stick with it and they, you know it turns out actually it was actually valid music and it's just that people couldn't see past the, the mm. contrast you know so i guess we kind of were counting a little bit on that when we first started kind of you know like uh, kind of doing something that's kind of pushing the envelope here putting pushing the edge so um we'd heard galaxy 500 and i was you know definitely a fan and you know it was cool even though they weren't necessarily slow core there was something kind of minimal and 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 kind of light and simple about kind of what they were doing and kind of the atmosphere that that created that that it was definitely kind of something that kind of tipped off for us i don't know joy division um some of that stuff even though you know those guys were definitely part of it. the swans. I, I don't know the stuff I was into was always kind of more extreme. The swans uh, uh, yeah. beat happening. I remember I think about a year prior to starting low, I had seen beat happening play in an art gallery down in Arizona, and I just it was just it was a really it was just really challenging. <laughs> I just remember it just being really oh. challenging. You know, it was just really awkward. Just, yeah. I don't know. You have to go see footage of them, but just I just remember just having this feeling of just like this is either the most awesome thing in the world or I need to run, run away from here fast, screaming. You know, just and I just I don't know. Yeah, that was that had a huge impact on me. That that band that and that show and then so I just I remember yeah. Low, we were just like, no, I know this is gonna really grate on people, but we're we're gonna. We're gonna do it because I think there's some something to it, and I think there's also something to actually annoying some people because maybe they need maybe they need to be maybe they need to be reminded that that not everything is is as, as they predicted, you know. Sure. In in terms of navigating uh, the scenes, so to speak, I know that uh, one of the people that you're very grateful to is uh, John Peel. 
yeah so I, I saw you guys play at glastonbury on the john peel stage and you mentioned how that uh that meant a lot to you and we when we spoke to stuart about uh john peel as well because that's one of our yeah that's one of our artistic regrets that you know we sort of we were a bit we were a bit too young to ever play on his show but we that was he was he introduced a lot of us to a lot of great bands yeah we were yeah it was and um yeah i mean we're absolutely indebted absolutely indebted to him i mean he he kind of championed us pretty early on, and especially at a time when uh, British British people were British music was not interested in indie rock. You know, there was a little bit of mm. it kind of crossing over, but you know, sort of the piddly kind of kind of piling in the van and playing at the coffee shop. Uh, indie rock was 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 really not crossing over here and over over to there as much as 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 it would later on, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, he, he kind of picked us and kind of liked us, had us play on the show, play live, you know, come in and do sessions, recorded sessions. We did live sessions. We played at his house one time. It was wow, really crazy. It was partly due to a snowstorm that was kind of shutting down thing. And we happened to be touring on our way on tour from somewhere. And was like, well, we're going to pass right by your place anyway. And he already, he had a studio there. It was like, well, it's, let's do it here instead of in London. Cause you're, if you go into London, you won't get out of there for three days. So, so we went there and met his, you know, met his family and all stuff. Yeah. It was great. It was very, oh, man. very kind to us. You, you mentioned, yeah. I was going to say, you, you mentioned like you guys, you've got kids and everything, right? How many kids have you guys got? Yeah. A couple kids. Yeah. Two, uh, boy and a girl, 21 and 17. Oh shit, man. We're They're moving up. along, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just kind of felt like I wanted to talk to you about that a bit. I mean, I, I've got a kid, I've got one kid who's five, and I just I just think you're in a kind of fairly rare situation, probably maybe not unique, where you know the key members of the band, there's two of you, right? You're, uh, who are a, right. a couple, a married couple with kids, like finding time to be creative and getting into that headspace to be creative, especially when your kids are young, is hard, right? For me, how did you guys yeah. like navigate? through that like you've got two kids who are what four years apart i mean when you guys were yeah. when they were young how did you navigate through that and you know being married being a family and everything and like still being creative and touring and recording and everything well i guess one practical one practical reason of course is that we've been lucky enough that we we you know we make enough to make a living yeah uh with music i mean if we That's had great. jobs and we're also trying to do music and, and then raise a family there was no way we could could have done it i mean mm. The fact that we were able to be here, be home, be here essentially 24-7 with the kids. You know, we we would tour and sometimes they'd come with us. You know, when they were very young, they'd come with us. Some sometimes, you know, we'd we they'd you know, we'd have a friend stay with with them here in our home. So so it was, you know, comfortable and all that. But um yeah, it was it was a lot of work and and yeah, and crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> Bringing them like bringing kids on tour, it was crazy. It was extra yeah. work, but, but you you know, but it's 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 parenting. You end up having to kind of forge through some crazy stuff, and it gets better. They get older, and it gets easier, and they get more independent. And you're you're glad for all that time that you were able to to spend on them, and you're glad that and you, and you, and you look back and go like, wow, I wish I wish someone had reminded me like. Hey, it's not going to be like that all the whole time because you know when they're younger, you, you know, you get this that it's really easy to think like, oh man, it's going to be like this all the time. Okay, well, all right, well, I I got to get an hour away to do some this, and it's like at some point they're going to be old enough, you're going to look back like, oh, why didn't I just spend that time, man? And because 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 it's fleeting. Because now you're not going to get to spend all that time, and I say you're not going to be reading books to your kid for the rest of their life. I assure you, you're not, they're not going to come want to sit by your lap on your lap and watch TV. They're not going to come and ask you about, about their deepest, their deepest things all the time. You know? <laughs> so it, it, yeah. yeah. So you, you look back and you go like, why, you know, and it's not, it's not so much why didn't I spend more time with him? It's, it's like, why did I have that mindset that it was always going to be like that? Because if you didn't, you, you would have had your eyes open more and, and just kind of absorb the moment instead of instead of just being like, oh well, it's gonna be all, it's always gonna be there. So fine, I don't I don't have to always look. Mm. It's always gonna be there. It's like no, nope, it's not always gonna be there. So keep looking. You're gonna be glad 
really glad you looked yeah. at your time. I just can't understand. imagine. I just can't imagine like your rider where it says like twenty beers in uh, like a bowl of only red M and M's and then like bowl of milk. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gerber baby food. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah. We now we we did that. We carried around a portable <laughs> collapsible yeah. crib and would set it up backstage. And we brought a friend with us to to stay with the kids yeah i mean it's wow. touring and all that stuff i mean uh you learn to not sleep very much you know sometimes mm -hmm. the end of the day yeah, at one o'clock is the time and one in the morning is the time that you have to go work on music and mm -hmm. and that's what you do and but again again i again we were we could afford it we could afford to be home and mm -hmm. we you know, each of us could take the time that we needed to to work on what we need to. You know, it wasn't easy, but you know, sure, yeah. Parenting, parenting eight. Did you find yourself like? I think it makes you more efficient in a way. It's kind of like you almost you almost get to a point where you can kind of tell yourself, oh, you've got to you've got to get into writing zone now. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. And you yeah. kind of this, like, this is my two hours to work. Yeah. yeah, this is my two hours. Get it, get it done. Yeah. Did it have an impact on you and like how you wrote? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was yeah. probably more. I was probably more disciplined then, yeah. to be honest. I think now I'll go and uh, I'll kind of be like, oh yeah, okay, I better start writing maybe in the next couple of weeks. You know, where <laughs> before I knew like, no, you take every moment and keep going and keep going and keep going and pound at it. And, you know, and it got you through times that were hard creatively too, because you knew like, no, this is the only time I have to, I got to work on this. And, and uh, yeah. I think now that they're older and it's kind of like, well, what are you going to do today? Well, I don't know. Maybe I can mow the lawn. I guess I go look out in the garden. <laughs> I guess I, I should be replacing the, uh, the roof on the porch, the back of the house. Procrastinate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? it's, I mean, you guys, you know, you barely, barely any break really in your release releases over the years. So, mm. you know, you've, you've done kind of well to stick to a kind of schedule in a way, but. I mean, and almost like famous, I say famously, like it's well known that, you know, Mimi was pregnant on tour with you guys, I think in the early 2000s, right? So yeah. it just shows you a kind of commitment. But I wonder, like, are your kids, um, are they following in your footsteps? Are you guys, did you get them into like music early? Yeah, yeah, we, I don't know, we, uh, they took piano lessons. You know, we did a little bit of that, you know, push them, take piano lessons, push them a little bit, the old parent. Yeah. yeah. Want, you, know, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, you find a threshold <laughs> and at a certain age, like, yeah, I don't want to. Um, yeah. Um, our daughter plays guitar, a lot of instruments actually, and she she writes songs and she sings and she's really good and I like her stuff. Is she better than you yet? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I just, are, I just honestly. Kinda... <laughs> yeah no she she's she's very good she's got a i i see you know i don't necessarily see yeah i don't she's definitely her her parents daughter she's she has a beautiful voice and a very very keen keen sense of melody and i think she gets that from her mom for sure and mm. i don't know that she picked up any habits from me besides observation and just conversations with her and, and her love of music and just us talking about music. And then um, our son played the drums for a while, but he seems to have taken up the bass with a vengeance here for the no, last okay. six months. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, yeah. Is he, uh, is he auditioning for, uh, for love? Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, think he, <laughs> I think he actually. I think he that that he's, yeah, he's he's taken it on in his own still sort of a little bit naive adolescent way. Kind of been like, yeah, yeah, I, I really like music. I, you know, I don't know, maybe I can play with you guys. You know, you know, he's, he's I don't know. He has good taste. You know, they no, both they good. both do. You know, I mean, we you know we weren't necessarily like relentlessly playing records all the time you know when they were growing up and we played some stuff and we're you know we try to expose them to good music and you know have that be part of our home but they, they really came to a lot of stuff on their own and found things that really surprised us you know i mean you know i remember the first time my son came to me he's like have you ever heard of stevie wonder oh wow yeah he's like check this song out <laughs> okay 
think at that point you could put like a big check next to parenting. You're like, you tick that absolutely. That yeah. like you nailed absolutely. it. You nailed it. Yeah. Same with our daughter. I mean, I think she <laughs> she found like Elliot Smith and Galaxy Five Hundred without, you know, probably essentially none of our prompting. It was just like, wow, okay. Well, oh, amazing. I want. I want to hear their band. Yeah, we'll see. I keep trying to convince Hollis to put her stuff out, but but uh, I don't know. It's a little little apprehensive. Mm. She's still in college, working on stuff, so we'll see. Sure, it's kind of it's kind of a big thing to bite off these days, you know. Yeah, it's definitely different now, and there's definitely things about the business that are that are different, such that I don't think we would happen. Mm. Think we would have developed and been able to do what we do in this environment you know i mean we 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 started in a scene when it was pre-internet so you know people weren't just hyping stuff up and only going to the one show that they know mm. they know that a lot of people are going to be at they're they're like going three they're going down to the coffee shop every every you know a couple nights a week to see who's playing you know, and sometimes it's someone they really that's really cool, and they and they would write, you know, you'd write a write a letter and and find out when you're going to be in Sacramento next, you know, <laughs> and um, and uh, so that's that's how that built, and and you know, we we spent the first, you know, we spent several years trying to figure out what we're doing. We, you know, we kind of came in pretty naive and kind of this idea, and wrote a few songs like, oh, there's something here maybe, but. It was really important that we go out and kind of really figure out what we're doing and really, really make it, make it really, really part, you know, really, really uh, connected with our soul, you know, to be able to then progress and start being creative with it and, and, and continue to learn. So I, I don't know. I think, right. You know, the way, the way things are now, if you're going to put out something, it's like, well, all right what are your choices? You know, it's like, well, you, you hire, you hire promotion. Uh, you, you know, mm. <laughs> there's money right there. You know, what do you do? Hire, what do you buy Twitter followers? I don't know. As, I guess that's <laughs> old money. I, I don't know. Cause I mean, the, cause essentially you, you need to, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's yeah. totally different. It's, it's not, well, it's not totally different, but it's, it's just different now. Mm. I think, you know, people that are creative, people that are original are still going to find new ways to do it. And most people are not going to know that those things exist until after the mm -hmm. fact, just the same as it always was, you know, back when we were doing our thing, the, the vast majority of the music scene had no idea what was going on there. And eventually what we were doing sort of became more known. And so, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole slew of people doing probably really great original stuff right now that people like you and I probably won't hear about for another few years, you know, or actually maybe we will, but it will be after everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Cause it feels like quicker. Well, it'll a, be quicker. We'll find out about it next week, but it'll be already too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's not cool anymore. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it is strange, isn't it? Cause I mean, if you think of, you know, a lot, a, a lot of great bands and really influential bands have almost been, like uh, whether they intended to or not, almost like a reaction to what was popular immediately before it. So you know, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, low grunge, you know, Brit pop, right, right. all yeah, very we different were... stuff. But yeah, whereas yeah, now, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what the reaction would be right. to necessarily. Well, it's there, but we just don't know it. <laughs> we don't. We no, don't know. yeah, sure, I'm we sure there know. is the same, the same, you know, the same way that they don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. You'd think it's like, I don't know, is, is it going to be some almost Luddite thing where kids are like, all right, we're just going to play banjos and we're not even going to put up posters. <laughs> sure, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I'm literally going to tell my friend, I'm going to walk over to his house and tell him, I'm not even, even going to call him and maybe some people will show up. Is this banjo yeah, cool? I don't know, or, or I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sure. Certainly, there's probably there's probably some stuff going on in, in electronic music that mm. that just you you probably you just probably can't see it because there's just so much and there's probably a lot of people like really trying to kind of push that push that envelope you know it's, it's you know it's it's just like that it won't it'll it'll be a while before the the innovators will 
rise to the surface, you know, and, you, and you'll be able to say like, oh, oh, that's yeah. what they're doing all along. Okay. I just didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't understand it before, but now I can totally see how they're totally rewriting the, you know, total, totally rewriting the game here. Right? You know, yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure there's something, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know. Well, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely people that are pushing, pushing it. And I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to accept that I'm narrow enough that I don't see it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, speaking of originals, you have done loads of cover songs in your career. Um, yeah. Where did, did it did that come from? Like the very start, like we like you know, like all bands always start, you know, by covering practicing a couple of yeah. songs of other people. But where in the writing process does that come, or does it not? Is it just oh, I quite like my voice on this song, or yeah, it's more just, it's more pretty random. I think the, mm. the first cover we did was uh, You Are My Sunshine on the first record. And that was, I don't know. I don't want to say it was kind of like a inside band thing. And like, oh, look how we're singing You Are My Sunshine. It's, just, it's kind of one of the more, it's one of the more cliche kind of mm. children's sing songy folk songs from the American canon. When we recorded it, Kramer, who, who, was the producer really got a kick? He just thought it was. He just thought it was, thought it was just amazing and kind of and mm. funny that we did that. It's like, oh, this this absolutely has to be on the record, you know. So I don't know. I guess from there, it was, yeah. Again, it's just every once in a while something come up, or you know, someone at all were like, hey, we're gonna do this compilation. You want to do a cover of a Joy Division song? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, pretty soon like, oh, I did a Joy Division. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you've done you've done a wide range. I mean, I was like, yeah, Rihanna. When we first started touring, uh, the cover of "Long, Long, Long" was an absolute staple in the tour bus. Um, but you've also you've also covered like the Beach Boys. I've seen you cover Al Green, which you released. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, have you ever been? Have you ever recorded a cover and uh, you were denied? You weren't allowed to release it. Oh, hmm. Yeah, dude. I think we either we would either give up part way through realizing that this is this was a bad path or oh yeah 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 every once in a while there's one there's been a couple times where we wanted to interject someone else's lyrics into into kind of like a ride out on a song or something we're like ah i guess we we don't want to get in trouble with that guy no sure (laughs) like uh the thrills getting sued by the monkeys and stuff like that right right no don't want that Nope. No, exactly. You're going to be touring at the start of next year. How are you feeling about it? Well, opinions are moving fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say like two weeks ago, I probably was like, "Oh yeah, things gonna be cool. Probably be fine. We'll get." It. But I think the last, yeah, definitely the last couple of weeks is sort of realized like, nah, looks like the Delta is gonna hit America, and it looks like the same people who didn't mask and are not getting vaccinated. Mm. I'm not going to take it seriously and it's going to get going to get whack again and there's a lot of bands you know kind of circuit bands I'll call them you know like uh Ario Speedwagon mm-hmm. um you know kind of stuff like this groups that have been out on tour these last few weeks and they've had to cancel because the because staff you know some of their crew or band oh, gets sick wow. no. and uh yeah it's kind of like there was talk for a little while kind of among bands and on the internet that that that, that, that this was kind of this was get, getting kind of real and that that there were some people that were trying to try keep people from talking about it and trying to because yeah i just feel bad like after all we've done and all we know and stuff mm. to if, if some people got sick because it's it's bad i mean we have a friend in london london who had the double it was double vax mm. and masked and all of a sudden healthy dude in his early 40s and uh and he took a train up to glasgow and he got he got the got the delta and told he almost had to go to the hospital oh wow so i was like geez man all right it's well still real right it's- i don't want that nobody mind nobody around here wants that <laughs> no no sure so i don't know i don't want that on any i don't want 
I don't want people to get sick. If, if it's looking like it's a risk, then we're probably gonna have to pull it, but hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, mm. well, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys live again. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's for the next, yeah, the show's next year. We'll see. Obviously, obviously if it gets yeah. out of hand and it overruns the vaccine, then we're, we're definitely talking like a long, another long haul here. So Sure. Absolutely. I mean, the amount of times in the last two years we've said, oh, in six months time, everything will be. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Look how many countries like had it down and and like, yeah, have, have to lock down again because it's some. Oh, there it is again. We thought we had to be. No, I don't know. If, I don't know. America's never going to even get close to that point, let alone fast. <laughs> sure sure but yeah thank you so much for your time and thank you uh, mimi for her contribution as well Uh, clutch clutch, uh play from uh yeah 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 yeah. we got uh we got we got the full band right at the end there that was some lovely stuff absolutely Um, yeah yeah that's harmony right there Do you know what? Uh, just to sort of just to warn listeners, one, thank you so much to Alan uh, for giving us his time. That was a real pleasure. Two, uh, I apologise for Jack for both this week and next week's guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week we have author Janice Hallett, author of my favourite book this year, The Appeal. It's brilliant. Fantastic. Everyone should go and read it. Yeah, it's such. If you're if you're interested in any sort of crime fiction is so easy to read the entire thing is written in correspondence uh so it's all just emails and text messages and the way it reveals itself is just oh i mean it's just i love it it's probably the um, quickest i've ever read a book i've got to be honest with you it's so easy and yeah because i mean i'm someone you know you know i like a film to be between 90 minutes and two hours i like a book to be around 300 pages so when i when this book was recommended to me and i got it and it was 450 pages i was furious bit, with the person yeah. who recommended it to me bit thick, it? but then but yeah i i did it in like you know a day you do uh, you are like that you like a song to be no longer than 80 seconds i do yeah no i hate <laughs> this band <laughs> But, it's um, it's no shock to me that our most popular song on Spotify is our shortest song at under two minutes. You didn't finish your train of thought there, unless you were literally just apologising for the presence of Jack on two interviews. Sorry, yes. Uh, one, the presence of Jack. I mean, just in general. But next next week, as a warning, there's a point in the interview with Janice where he's he's sort of stumbling on. a little bit, and I've left it in. Thanks. And you go. You ask, and then you get to your question. You go, oh yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, uh, it's, uh, I'm sure Michael Parkinson did the same thing when he did interviews. So I th- I'm just taking, you know, it's just what you do. You just announce like how good a, your question is. The Nick is. Helm approach to to, to interviewing. <laughs> it's weird. We are, it's we're weird. learning. I think, we're still learning. I think what I meant was it was like just in my head I was kind of ticking this thing off. Like, oh, that's how you should have phrased the question. Because I think I started asking one, and it kind of. I tried off. I was like, oh no, wait, this is a better way to ask that question. So I just kind of rephrased it and I was like, good one, mate. What about that guy, eh, Alan? What a guy. Interesting dude. Interesting dude, man. Yeah, really nice guy. Just so, just opened up. I should have warned people at the start. He opens up really quickly mm. talking about losing uh, his parents. And that was a really lovely chat, I thought. Um, yeah, he's a he's a cool guy, open guy, and his music is brilliant. The Lowe's latest album and all their albums, in fact, are just—they're all—they all give you something completely different, especially this new one. I know you've been uh, desperately waiting for someone to ask Joe, what is your favorite mm. Lowe album? Uh, my favorite Lowe album, uh, if you must know, is an album called Curtain Hits the Cast. That's my guy. But I tell you what, the one that really made me fall in love with them uh, was the. Uh, album. I can't. I can't actually remember what it's called, but it's the collection of like B sides and uh, covers and stuff from like the first ten years of their career. And I think it was because I, because I found their covers. There's a cover of uh, the Beach Boys on there, and there's a cover of Long 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 by the Beatles, which I happen to include on a little playlist for Kieran. <laughs> Morahan. 
from the band oh, Cards in the Clouds. Let's uh, let's cut my middle name out of the. Uh... You middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm not going to cut it out. I will bleep it. Okay. Out of respect for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but uh, I want people to know that you do have a middle name. Right. Uh, before we uh, be- before we out me as a musician, though, we should kind of talk about why this kind of came about. Because I think it was around about the time you'd not long joined the band. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to say that I'm more open to music now because then you out me again. Uh, <laughs> but I feel <laughs> I feel like I was a little bit less open to other genres of music that uh, were not exclusively post-rock. That's tr- What did you say about my iPod? So I remember when you were... Uh, there was a point, there was a period in time when uh, Jack uh, and Steve and I lived together and uh, you were at our, at our flat and yeah. I happened to be nosy and pick up your iPod. Uh, yeah. I just instantly just got annoyed by every artist you had on there. <laughs> I, 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 I do remember saying to you, oh, if I found this iPod in the, in the street, I'd put it back. Wasn't even worth. Wasn't even worth stealing. Well, yeah, but back then, Kieran, you didn't like. Well, you didn't like melody that much. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like harmony. Doesn't like groove. Vocals. Uh, Don't like. You definitely didn't like groove. No. You didn't like anything that was vaguely happy. I don't think. No. But I feel like I don't like any of that now. I think you you are more open to that stuff now. That's from years of touring with us. We're the only <laughs> post rock band that has the playlist that we have in the yeah in the van. No, I mean, yeah. To be fair, you, you, are, or you, are we, or or is everyone closet? You you you, you guys do cater for me, but so you want to listen to Kanye West? Let's play the song with the Aphex Twin sample in it. Right. Yes. You know, <laughs> so so you do cater for me, which I do appreciate, but I still yeah, don't no, like you gotta, it. You got to know your crowd, but. So right, so talk talk to me. So what what are your feelings about this playlist? Because I already have a feeling I'm about to do another playlist. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. By the way, this is a highlight for me of my entire week. <laughs> Before you answer, let me just say I listened to it and thought this is a good playlist for Kieran. Thank you. Right, that's that's definitely what I wanted to hear. So Kieran, have you prepared a track by track rebuttal? No, he he probably listened to it while he was causing trouble in the streets <laughs> in his car. All right, well I'll set the scene. I was in my car. Oh, yeah. On my I way to, on be. my way to the on my way to work, stuck in traffic. Suddenly remembered okay, okay. we have So you're angry. Suddenly yeah. remembered that we have a, a podcast to do and that I've got a playlist to listen to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Take it seriously, that's good. Yeah. Chucked the playlist on. Mm. <sighs> it was fine. Sigh. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to give very good as my as my review. Do you remember oh, any but, of the songs? Because is there any? So, is there anything you can tell us about any of the songs? So there were. T- so I appreciated the instrumental. Tr- so basically, there were two songs that stood out that I really uh-huh. enjoyed. Uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, which I assume Dang, is a perfect. pop classic because it's the one I've heard of. It's uh, perfect song. And Eleanor Rigby, which I have heard before, um, because everyone has seen the Yellow Submarine, regardless of whether you like the Beatles or not. <laughs> Uh, now, Eleanor Rigby, actually, interestingly, because I think I, I don't, I can't remember if I cited it last week with Hazel, but that was one of the ones that I can't listen to in stereo, and I gave you the stereo version because that's the only one on Spotify. Uh, well, I'd be interested to hear the mono version then, because I thought the panning and the the space in the track was brilliant. That is why oh. the reason why it stood out for me was because I really, really enjoyed hearing all the layers in the track and. That was the only mm. track that I knew would be on the playlist. Like I was sure that you'd put Eleanor Rigby on. Yeah, I was. I was thinking we discussed this earlier, but I would have put Tomorrow Never Knows on there. And you said that that would have been that was one of Hazel Wilde's choices as well. Hazel Wilde also suggested it, but that was the only one of her suggestions that I didn't put on. Yeah, I think I don't know. Let's give Kieran a chance to listen to that song. Let's give, maybe give him another right. week. Maybe try Here's that. Here's what one. I'm gonna do, Kieran. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you another playlist, but it's only gonna be about five songs, okay? And thi- and this will this will be a completely different side of the Beatles, and yet another different side. Listener, if only you could right. see how excited Kieran is. 
I mean, you could just add the five it. songs to this playlist. Oh, do you know? Okay, that's what I'll do. And you can listen and to I'll the listen whole, to the thing, whole again. thing again. I promise yeah. you, you know, I'll listen to the it again. A cappella opener. Does that have? How do you feel about an a cappella song, Kieran? Because like, obviously, you're famously anti-vocals, but when it's just vocals, but when it's just vocals, is that kind of like the same as an instrumental track in a way? Uh, no, I don't see I don't see acapellas as instrumental tracks. Uh, I see them as an annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. I tell you what, I'll also do then because I just I thought the atmosphere of that was really good. I'll stick the original version of that song on the playlist as well, so you can hear okay. it with the. Uh, guitar because it it goes all rock at the end you'll like that um, it just reminds me of uh, the barbershop quartet from the simpsons when i hear acapella but, that's the that's the problem well, I, mean, I have mm-hmm. i mean and to be fair to them they're based on the beatles yeah well, yeah which is fine but so how can i take it seriously oh how can i take you seriously <laughs> right okay so we're coming with right so listeners this brand new feature <laughs> this brand new feature is having a part two which is exactly the same as part one so enjoy <laughs> that next week. If you get the chance to read the appeal between now and next week, I urge you to do so because we talk about it at length. Well, not at length. We talk about it a lot with uh, with Janice as well as you know writing in general and her other work. But I'm uh, a fanboy, and there was a lot of stuff after the interview that I asked her about the book too. Um, don't forget, there's. A lovely Spotify playlist for this episode. The link will be in the description. Um, Steve, how how are people getting in touch with us if they want to get in touch? Is this a test? This is a, a genuine Switch test because I haven't seen you on social media once in your life. Yeah, well, I don't understand much of it. I assume no. are people people must be spending loads on stamps <laughs> for all of this communication. Just, well, send a good old-fashioned email to oh, info yeah. at codesintheclouds.net. Very good. Or follow us on Codes Clouds. But Ooh. don't put the in the in there, please. Wait, so, right, follow okay, us yeah, on what, so, though? Right, follow, just... us, follow us at Codes Clouds. On. On. <laughs> on all the socials, mate. No, not well, all of them. Two of them. Two of them. Everything except for all the ones that the people are on. <laughs> We're not doing TikTok. Can't be bothered. Instead right, of social I'll, I'll, media, okay. we'll just give you Steve's phone number. If you want to just text Steve yeah. some feedback yeah, about absolutely. Send an SMS to me. Yeah. It yeah. will it will it will cost extra these days. Uh, right. Not in the UK. In, Steve's in Germany, so Right, whilst while Steve's having a breakdown, if uh, you'd like to get yeah. in touch with the show, uh, you can email us at info at codesinthecloud.net. Said or that. you can send us a message, tag us, like us, subscribe uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Codes Clouds. I implied that. Sure. And if you're, st- if you're still on Facebook, just type Codes in the Clouds in the search bar, you'll find us. If you step outside your front door to shout really loud, there's a chance one of us might hear you. That's and my method. And thank you to everyone who has shared it, has rated it. Uh, we've had an incredible response. Uh, bloody yeah. lovely stuff. That's actually, I we should say, I'm I'm quite surprised uh, at the really nice response we've had to this. I wasn't I wasn't sure who would be listening, uh, but some people are, and that's really <laughs> nice to hear. I suppose I suppose it's I suppose it's sign off time. Um, don't uh, don't crane your neck, crane your paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, right, okay, we'll take him out. We'll take him Why out. Why do so. you take on this character? <laughs> hey, do it? Because it's necessary <laughs> to get me in the mood. All right, okay, no, but what's a good thing to say to people? I'm trying to, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Pay, pay, PayPal. <laughs> so, PayPal, PayPal Crane. Yep. Yeah. Okay, bye. PayPal Crane. Hey. PayPal Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Before, you were setting up with loads of extra information.